Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now, the greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter-spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now, step back into our time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. David Bryan stars as Mr. District Attorney. This episode goes back to November 9, 1952, The Case of the Desert Killer. Mr. District Attorney, starring David Bryan. Mr. District Attorney, champion of the people, defender of truth, guardian of our fundamental rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And it shall be my duty as district attorney not only to prosecute to the limit of the law all persons accused of crimes perpetrated within this county, but to defend with equal vigor the rights and privileges of all its citizens. our star, David Bryan, as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. One of the real headaches of my job is the unwary person who walks into the trap of a confidence game. If these people are lucky, they lose only their money. All too often, as you will hear in the case that follows, they also lose their lives. This heat... I never saw such country. It's a desert. What'd you expect? I'll be glad to get out of it, I can tell you that. You'll be glad to get the money, too, won't you? I quit belly aching so much. You sure she's got the money? She said she's got it. That's good enough for me. She's still behind us? I can't see in all that dust. Yeah, she's still behind us. Dad, you still think it's a good idea? Suppose somebody comes along and finds her. Out here. This road hasn't been used for ten years. What are you stopping for? This is where we're going to do it. Uh, she's coming up and stopping behind us. 
Trouble Miss Morrow. We can all take my car if we have to. Get out of your car, Miss Smith. But what for? This certainly isn't the place, is it? Are you going to get out or do I have to yank you out? Am I? Mr. Morrow, what kind of an attitude is Come that? on, get out! Well, it's my car. I guess I can stay in it if I want to. You'll stay out of it. I never heard of such a thing. If I want to... Better take it easy, Dan. You don't want to leave any marks. I know what I'm doing. Now, shut up. Oh, She's coming too, Dan. Better hurry. get the money? Right here. Gosh, what a wad. Uh-oh, she's on her feet. Mr. Morrow, will you... Will you please tell me why you stalled my car in sand? Keep you from driving it, Miss Smith. You'd like it back to town. And tell them about this. How are you going to make it back to town? Well, I guess I could... Wait a minute. You... You wouldn't leave me out here. There'd be no one to help me. person would die out here alone. In this heat. Oh, please let me in the car. Get away from that. No. Don't leave me. I'm lying. I'm dying, Mr. Morrow. Mr. Morrow. Morning, Miss Miller. Oh, good morning, Mr. Garrett. Hello, Harrington. Hi, Miss Miller. Anything stirring? It certainly is. Phone was ringing as I came in the door. Did you read that thing on the front page this morning? About the woman being found dead on the desert? Yes, I read it. I got the paper right here. Died of thirst. Well, this call came from the manager of her bank. He says she drew $10,000 from her account last week in small bills. Thinks it must have been the day before she went to the desert. Well, that's interesting. The bank manager thought so, too. He felt you should know about it. Did he leave his name, Miss Miller? Yes, I've got it here. Um, Mr. Payton. Remind me later to drop him a letter expressing our appreciation for his alertness. Did he give you any information about the woman? Uh, says here in the paper she was a Miss Emily Smith, 48 years old. Mr. Payton says she lived alone, had no relatives that he knows about. Where did they find her, Harrington? Near a highway, wasn't it? Yeah, not far from the general store at Buffalo Springs. What else does it say there? Uh, the woman's car was found on an abandoned mine road five miles from where her body was discovered. The car had been driven off the road and was stuck in the sand. Only spinster with 10000 in cash. What would she be doing out in the desert? Might be worth looking into. I think so. Well, Miss Miller, call the sheriff's station at Buffalo Springs. Tell them we'll be there inside the next couple of hours. Come on, Harrington. Captain Kane in. Right here, Mr. Guy. I've been expecting you. Oh, hello, Harrington. Hiya, Pete. Hey, you guys really get it hot up here, don't you? Oh, dry heat. It's good for you. Yeah, it wasn't so good for that woman you found yesterday. No, it sure wasn't. Is that why you came up? No, that's right, Kane. What do you have on the case? 
Not too much. Think there's something funny about it? Mm, did she have any money on her? Some silver in her purse, a couple of bucks. Anyone see her alive? Yeah, she went into the store, bought some bottles of pop to take along with her. Storekeeper says she told him she was heading for some kind of an outer space shrine. He said she seemed pretty sensible, though. Shrine? Do you have anything out here like that? Mm, not that I know about. Sounds like one of those phony religious setups, Chief. Yeah. Coroner's wagon hasn't come up for the body yet, Mr. Garrett. Uh, would you like to take a look at her? Might as well, I guess. Our morgue is right across the hall here. Is there any evidence of anyone being with the captain? Storekeeper says no one he knows about. Oh, this is it. Second table here. Wow. I never saw anything like that before. Uh, dehydration. 48? She looks like 148. As soon as we get back to town, I'd like you to do a checkup on this woman, Harrington. Her habits, friends, everything. Okay, Captain. Cover her up. Hey, it's, it's cold in here. <laughs> it's got to be. Darn it. What's the matter? Line's busy. Who are you calling? Newspaper. Tell them to cancel our ad. I ordered the phone taken out this morning and the electricity turned off. What are you talking about? Well, we don't want to keep paying for them if we're going to take a trip, do we? You just can't wait to start living up that money, can you? I'm sick of waiting. Well, you're going to wait. Then you get on that phone and cancel those stop orders. I won't do it. You promised me that trip, and I'm going to have it. Here, give me that phone. No. Give me that. You try it, Dan. You try calling those people, and I'll scratch your baggy eyes Don't out. Don't start anything, Connie. I'm warning you. And keep your claws off me. Put that phone down, then. Get away from me, Connie. I'll show Get you. Get away from me. I'll... Why, you... I hope I broke your jaw. Hello, Miss Miller. Chief in yet? Well, yes, he is, Harrington. He... Find out anything, Harrington? Yeah, I did, Chief. A couple of things. Number one, Miss Emily Smith has been known as a fanatic for years, hopping from one phony religion to another. Number two, she was also nuts about flying saucers. And this neighbor I talked to, well, she said she just recently joined up with some outer space cult. And this ties in with that shrine the storekeeper mentioned. How about the name of the cult? He, uh... Well, neighbor didn't know, but she said she thought Miss Smith got next to it through a through an ad in the personal column. Well, let's see if we can get anything out of that. You still have the paper you had with you this morning? That's here, Mr. Garrett. Please the want ad section. Well, thanks, Miss Miller. Personal column. Now, here it is. And here's one that sounds like what we're looking for. Are you aware of the realm of outer space? Our flying saucers, the means to our salvation. If you would learn the great truths of our day, join the disciples of the entire universe. 
call Elmwood 64245 for an appointment. Hmm. That sounds like a pip. Miss Miller, do you think you'd be interested in joining this group? Sounds like fun. Good. Pick up the phone and see if they'll give you an appointment for this afternoon. <laughs> I can't wait. This is our present meeting place, Miss Miller. But of course, it's nothing to what Mrs. Morrow and I have in mind for the future. You see, Miss Miller, we expect to build a temple of our own. One of the most unique edifices the world has ever seen. A shrine, Miss Miller. A shrine to which the superior beings of outer space will be drawn, summoned by the vibrations of welcome which we will project into the ether. And where will the shrine be located, Mr. Morrow? In the vast open reaches of the desert, but not too far from here. Well, within commuting distance. Oh, I'm fascinated. But won't this take a lot of money? Yes, it will. Our greatest problem. And we have no one to turn to but the people who associate themselves with us. Perhaps Miss Miller might be interested in furthering the development of the shrine. <laughs> well, I'm sure Miss Miller would want to know a lot more about it before she has any thoughts like that. And, of course, you'll only be too glad to take the time to tell her. Frankly, yes, I... I would. There are several things she needs to know, particularly the ritual of our initiation. I'll be happy to learn the ritual, but right now I'd better be running along. I have someone waiting for me outside. You'll be back tomorrow? Will that be all right? It'll be fine. Goodbye, Mrs. Morrow. Goodbye, Miss Miller. Goodbye, Mr. Morrow. Goodbye, my dear. have any luck? I'm expected to come back tomorrow. Were you well received? Very well received. I'm to be told all about a shrine in the desert, a place for flying saucers to land and bring us the superior wisdom about a space. Did they mention money? Oh, yes. They need money to build the shrine. Apparently, Miss Smith's $10,000 was only the beginning. Who are these people, Miss Miller? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Morrow. He's Dan and she's Connie, and I know I'm going to be asked for funds. Well, go along with it. Let them think you're an eager prospect, but watch yourself. You're dealing with a pair of ruthless killers. November 9th, 1952, Mr. District Attorney on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network. So yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. 
This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow. Everyone's talking about AI. Everyone. But where do you start? How can it actually help your business? The ServiceNow platform brings intelligence into every corner of your company. So every person, every system, every process, everything works better. Put AI to work. Tap the banner or go to servicenow.com slash genai to see how. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox Moore of Mr. District Attorney, November 9th, 1952. And now back to David Bryan, starring as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. A woman had been found dead of thirst in the desert, five miles from a stalled car, apparently an accidental death. But word had come to my office that she had withdrawn $10,000 in cash from a bank account the day before her disappearance. Further investigation disclosed that the dead woman had belonged to a pseudo-religious cult featuring flying saucers in its formula, a cult supposed to be building a shrine in the desert. Miss Miller had joined the group, and as you'll see, this gave us the break we were waiting for. Well, what are you doing here at this time of the day? I'm waiting to meet Miss Miller. And why can't you meet her at the apartment like you did the others? Is it because she's young and good-looking and you can't bear the thought of having me around when you're with her? Oh, let's not start that again, Connie. You've been seeing her for three days now, Dan. Is she ready to buy in yet? Well, I don't know. All right, keep quiet. Here she comes. Good. Since you're so reluctant to ask for the money, I'll do it for you. I'll give her the same spiel you gave Emily Smith. Listen to me, Dan. I'm pretty good at it. Shut up. Good morning, Miss Miller. Oh, good morning, Mr. Morrow. Hello, Mrs. Morrow. Good morning. You've come in at a rather sad moment in our lives. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do to help? Well, it's rather involved. You see, we have this option to buy the land for our desert shrine, but it runs out tomorrow at midnight. And unless we can put up $10,000, we're going to lose it. Oh, but you can't lose it. That's what we've been telling each other. But there it is. There must be something. Well, the other day you said you might be willing to accept a financial interest in the shrine. Oh, yes. Stop worrying about it, Mrs. Morrow. I'll put up the money. Wonderful. Could you meet us out there with the money uh, tomorrow afternoon? In the desert? Yes. It's a little place called Buffalo Springs. We could meet in front of the general store. Consider it settled. Miss Miller, you're an angel. Isn't she, Dan? Yes. 
Yes, she certainly is. Oh, you're too kind, both of you. Now I'd better go and make arrangements about the money. I'll see you both tomorrow. It's me, Mr. Garrett. I couldn't wait to come into the office to tell you. They just made the proposition. A trip to the desert? I'm to meet them at Buffalo Springs tomorrow afternoon with $10,000. Okay. We'll fix up the money for you. Better come on in now and we'll work out a plan. You did all right, Miss Miller. Thanks, Chief. Bye for now. There's Miss Miller's car, Chief. Better go behind the store, Harrington, so the Morrows won't see us. Yep. There's a good spot. Right. We can see from here, and they won't notice us. Wow. Boy, this is hot country. Look at that thermometer. 110 degrees. 108, Harrington. You'll never notice the difference. Be philosophical. Remember what Captain Kane said? It's dry heat. Good for you. Whatever it's good for, I probably don't have. Why? There are the Morrows. Yeah, we aren't going to be able to follow them too closely. They'd see our dust. We know where they're going, and that's the main thing. There they go. We let them get a start and then follow them. Okay. Let's not wait too long. Yeah. I guess that's far enough ahead now. Let's go. Hold it, Harrington. We might as well face it. We've lost them. This was the right road, wasn't it? No doubt about that. They crossed us up. Went somewhere else. Yeah, that's bad. I guess we let them get too far ahead. Well, we've got to move fast. No use chasing them all over this desert. There's an airport at Silver Wells. Head for it. fellas all excited about? My name's Harrington. I'm an investigator. This is the district attorney. Oh, well, I'm Tom Mason. Am I in trouble about something? Nothing like that. We need your help. There's a girl lost up here, and we have to have a plane to find her. Well, I'm your man. Climb in. Now watch where you step. Too bad you have to turn off the engine. No trouble to get it going again. All set. Let her go. Let it go! All right, Dan. Get out and do your stuff. Let, let's call it off, Connie. Let's tell her we've changed our minds. I thought you'd come up with something like that. 
So I brought this gun along. Mm. You won't take care of her? I will. Uh-oh, November 9th, 1952. Mr. District Attorney on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, the conclusion of Mr. District Attorney, The Case of the Desert Killer, November 9th, 1952. All right, sister. Where's that money? I see you have a gun. Where's the money? Right here. Thanks. Now back your car off the road. But it'll get stuck. The next one will come a lot closer if you don't do what I tell you. Move the car. Yes, Mrs. Morrow. Now what am I supposed to do? Why don't you try walking? See if it'll do you any good. All right, Dan, let's get going. You're going to leave me here? Consider yourself left. Get moving, Dan. This trip might not be so simple, Connie. We got troubles of our own. What? Car is heating up badly. Can we make it to that motel near the store? I guess we can do that. Then do it. We can stay there till it cools off tonight and head back to the city. I guess so. down there, Harrington? No, not a thing. I'm beginning to get worried. How far from the store will she be? Could be miles. Well, we've still got lots of time before dark and we... Hey, wait a second. What is it? Well, I saw a car down there off to the left. I'll bank around. Hey, he's right, Chief. Look. There's a car in the sand off the road. She's standing alongside of it, waving at us. Good girl. She was smart enough to stay with the car. Can you land there, Mason? We're practically down. 
nothing to it on that road. Here we go. Climb in. Yeah, pretty smart. Staying by the car. Well, I figured I could always drink the water from the radiator if I had to. <laughs> You're all right, Miss Miller. We all set? All set, Mason. Here we go, then. Motel is all right. Air conditioning and everything. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that girl feels by now? Who cares? Who's that? How do I know? Open the door. Mrs. Morrow? That's right. I'm Paul Garrett, district attorney for this county. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Well, I can't imagine why. Any objection to my coming in? I think it's kind of nosy, but come on. Thank you. I assume this is Mr. Morrow. Yes, I'm Morrow. What's all this question stuff? You mind telling me what you're doing out this way, Mr. Morrow? Why should I? What are you doing out this way? Well, I came here to investigate the death of a Miss Emily Smith. Uh-huh. So what? Do you happen to know a Miss Smith? No, we didn't. Are you sure about that, Mrs. Morrow? I have information that Miss Smith was a member of a cult or a society run by you people. Well, yeah, I knew her slightly. I'm sure you knew her more than slightly, Mr. Morrow. I have information that you knew her well enough to talk her into coming up here with more than $10,000 in cash. You have all kinds of information, haven't you? Yes, I do. I also happen to know that you arranged to meet another person up here. A young woman by the name of Miss Miller. Isn't that true, Mr. Morrow? I don't know what you're talking about. She came up here today. You and Mrs. Morrow took her out to an abandoned road and forced her to turn over the money she had with her. And then you left her there with a car stuck in the sand. You're crazy, mister. Let's see you produce this, Miss Miller. I can do that all right. She's outside. You see, we landed an aeroplane on that road about a half hour ago and picked her up. And the money you took from her happens to be marked. Do you think you're going to be able to explain that? Dan, what are we going to do? I told you this was a bad one. You got me into this, you little... <laughs> now you, mister. Get out of my way. You're pretty good at slugging women. Let's see you try with me. I'm going to do just that. <clears throat> hey, I thought I heard a commotion in here. You did. Come on in, Harrington. They're all yours. the star of Mr. District Attorney, David Bryan, with a word about the program you have just heard. No doubt you remember the facts of this case. The couple we call the Morrows were tried and found guilty of murder in the first degree, also of conspiracy to commit murder and highway robbery. Both are now serving life sentences. 
Now, this is David Bryan inviting you to join us when we present our next case based on the facts of crime from the file of Mr. District Attorney. Mr. District Attorney was originated by Phillips H. Lord. November 9th, 1952, Mr. District Attorney on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, an episode of the soap opera Claudia from November 9th, 1948. And now, Claudia. Doorbell! Doorbell! I heard it. I suppose I'm to answer it. Tucker here. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy. Well, ma'am, she's here. Who's here? Good gracious. You almost scared the life out of me. Oh, it wasn't me. I said nary a word. That was a cow. Of course it was the cow. I know it was the cow. But when you answer your doorbell, you don't expect to find a cow on your threshold and be bellowed out of countenance. What was that strange noise, Mama? It was just somebody at the door. Sounded like the bellowing bull of Bashan. It isn't a bull, is it? No, no, ma'am. <laughs> she ain't a bull, and I can prove it. It's a, it's a lady calling, David. Maybe you better come on down here and see her. No, 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 she can't come in here. Now hold her, Matthew, hold her. Uh, this is Mr. Warren, yeah, ma'am, hold it. Just too much. Now back up, mind your manners. Now back off the porch, back up now. No, she's a right friendly cow, ma'am, right friendly. She'll just make herself just one of the family. Not in the front parlor, I hope. Hello, Mama. What's going on? Well, 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 well. Look who we have here. Howdy, Sean. Howdy, Mr. Norton. Your man Fritz dropped by Matthews on his way to town this morning. Said as how your barn was finished just today, and there was no reason why we shouldn't bring Majesty here over to you. No. Such noises. Everybody disappears, and all I get is noises. What is going on down there? There's a lady here selling dairy products. Oh, tell her we don't want any. Tell her we made other arrangements. Well, Majesty Cow, she's talking about you. <laughs> you be the dairy arrangements the Nortons have made. Oh, David. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if she has any butter. We're fresh out of butter. We can use a cup of butter. Yeah, you better tell Mrs. Norton 
until Majesty freshens up in a week or so, she's also fresh out of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her nature provides, but uh, in her own good time. Oh, it's you, Mr. Tucker. I thought David was pulling my leg. You said there was a leg. Oh. Oh, you darling, you lovely darling, you. Watch out, or she'll try and come in the parlor. Back up, back up, your she-varmint. God dang it, get off my toes. Mama, I'd like you to meet... I know, the new cow. Uh, you ain't been formally introduced, ma'am. This is... Long Meadow, Majesty Smoky Smilax. How do you do? Or should one curtsy before Majesty? Wouldn't be no less than her due. She's a champion, she is. Yep, Danbury Fair. Eh, Jared, I brung along her ribbons and medals. David, I thought you and Claudia were just buying a cow. I didn't realize you were acquiring a personage. All evidence that she be a personage, she be by stores, restless gambars, out of Great Radiant Cow, one of the greatest cows of the breed. Professor Johnson at uh, Bob Johnson up to the college says, uh, Bob, he says this here cow is as fine a cow as he's ever seen. Now, Mr. Tucker, you talk as proud and possessive about this cow as if she'd have been yours, not Mr. Warren's. Well, why wouldn't I toot her hard? This here majesty cow is a pride and adornment to Fairfield County and to the state of Connecticut. She's the kind of cow makes a man proud to be a farmer. Anyhow, Matthew's too modest a man to talk her up. Yeah. Uh. Tell him about her record as a two-year-old, Jared. I'll tell him. Could write a book about this cow. Don't know if it might be a lot better than some of the trash and drivel and mushy love stories at Kidrit. Well, how about taking her back to the barn and installing her in a new quarters? Ah, good idea, good idea. That's why I wanted to bring her over here myself, personally, to sort of ease her into her new surroundings. That's a good idea. Of course, if she's lonely, we could always invite her into the parlor. She almost barged in this morning anyway. Don't you do it, ma'am. Give an animal a foot and she'll take an air. You let her come in once and you'll spoil her. She'll always want to be in. We'll remember that, Mr. Tucker. Had a calf one winter and nursed in the kitchen. Growed up, we had the dangest time keeping her out. Got herself a taste for apple pie. <laughs> to all my sister struck, she did. There was no more apple pies until I broke the cow her habit. Yes, you have to be firm with her. I didn't realize there was so much to keeping a cow. Look, Claudia and David, I'll go back to the house and stay with Bobby until Fritz and Bertha get back to the Nice barn you got yourself fixed up, Mr. Norton. Yeah, sure is a nice barn. Oh, there ain't no finer in town. I I, I overseed her fixing. Yeah, I hear tell you got yourself some mail-order extensions and fancy drinking bowls. Them uh, patent automatic salt blocks. Cow gets hankering for salt, all she's got to do is want, and there's the salt block right to hand to wrap her tongue around. Here, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll open the door for you. Go ahead. Well, I'll be. Yes, sir. I'll be. You'll be what, Mr. Warren? I'll be dumbfounded when I get around to catch my breath. No, sir. There ain't no car wouldn't be happy in a home like this. Well, it's sort of scientific, but it, it isn't fancy. You know, the uh, the state college ain't ain't no one wit. No uh, one wit uh, better. Look, Jerry, a nice cabin pen and four stanchions and a room for a lot more. Oh, we're only going to keep one car, Mr. Warren. <laughs> That's what you think. Mr. Norton's a far-sighted man. I uh, knew a couple of young marrieds got themselves a three-room house because they was going to have themselves only one baby. 
And? And? <laughs> they had themselves eleven. A whole herd of young'uns. <laughs> no, far-sighted man builds to accommodate the future. I suppose if Majesty had a calf... A heifer. A what? A heifer. That's a female woman calf. Oh. Well, if Majesty has a heaver... Heifer. Why, that's what I said. If Majesty has a heifer, a calf, we'd probably keep her, but we'd never keep more than two cows. And not forgetting that the two will have cows. And not forgetting my little allegory of the family with 11 children. <laughs> well, well, 11 is a good round number. I'll lay you a wager. The day comes young David Norton looks at himself and says, Here I am, a man with a double life. A what? A double life. I got me a profession of architecture, got me a herd of cows, a house divided leaks on happiness. Come on, boss, you get through that door. And? And uh, somebody else will be building the building, son. You'll be a farmer. Come on, cow, and push from your end, Matthew. She, she doesn't seem to want to go in. Uh, critters be critters of habit, we be, yes. It's, it's a strange place, and she's choosy. The place isn't nice enough for her? Uh, it's nice enough, ma'am, just different. Oh. you got to think things through, these cows do, and cows think slow. You, um, you don't suppose she expects to be carried over the threshold like a new bride? Uh, cows can be the most ornery, cantankerous critters when never mind to be. Uh -huh. Patience does it. Trouble is, a man ain't got as much time to be patient with as a cow. My, my pa, my pa would have give her a, a twist and she'd be through that door like a shot. Give her a what? You grab the cow's tail, aim the critter, and then you twist it. And you're where you ought to be. But it must hurt. Oh, no, don't hurt at all. Just the cow don't like it, so she goes somewhere else where she's aimed. Well, well it usually. sounds very cruel. No, no, it ain't cruel, it ain't cruel at all. I'm the last man as would be cruel to a critter. Uh, you just hold him so and uh, stand aside, Matthew. You just give him a little. Jared, did you twist Majesty's tail? Did did I what? Now, Matthew. Twist the tail. She stampeded it all over me and tromped my foot. Well, uh, suppose we say she got a sudden idea. Yeah, look at that. She's standing in her stall as contented as if she'd always been there. Uh, close her stanchion, son, before she changes her mind and gets out. Yeah, well, we let her settle down, Mr. Norton, for an hour or two. <laughs> we'll all go away and leave her and let her get used to things. I think you'd hate giving her up, Mr. Warren. Uh, one cow, another cow, they're just critters. Don't pay to squander any emotions on them. Just something to buy and sell. Yeah. <laughs> Only a fool gets sentimental about an animal. Come on, let's get off and leave her. <coughs> you got a leading halter, Jared? No, you left it over the stanchion. Now here, I'll get it, Mr. No, no, don't bother, son. You, you all go ahead. I, I'll just step back and get it. All right, we'll wait for you, Matthew. I suppose when you raise a lot of animals, you can't afford to get attached to them. Good luck. Goodbye, girl. I, I, you see, I found you a nice home. The man likes cows, and, and, and you'll teach him a lot about good ones. It's hard to cut a big block of New England granite without getting a soft spot in it. That's very true. True and understanding observation, son. The old man's just standing there patting a the cow. Uh, now he's nuzzling his head against her head. Let's walk ahead. There's some things you, you don't eavesdrop hey, on. Girl, uh, you won't be far away. 
this next farm, and next pasture, and I'll be seeing you, and you'll be seeing me. Of course, uh, <clears throat> just with ordinary animals, man's a fool to get his feelings tangled up with them. But cows is different. No, and, and pigs, pigs, pigs is different. <coughs> well, uh, well, goodbye, Miss Norton, Miss Norton. <coughs> Got to be getting back to my farm. <laughs> Got work to do. <coughs> uh, funny thing, the hay must be dusty. Sort of choked my throat up and got my eyes. I feel a little choked up, too, Mr. Warren. I'll uh, walk along with you, Matthew, and keep you company. Oh, thank you, Jerry. I'll try to take good care of Majesty, Mr. Warren. Maybe we'll raise some Jersey cows that'll make you glad and proud that you let us have Majesty uh, as our first. She'll be in good hands, son, or I wouldn't have sold it to you. Well, goodbye. You'll be seeing me. Goodbye, you two, Norton. Bye. He couldn't have been more upset if he'd sent a child of his out into the world. There's a pretty soft spot in old Jared Tucker, too. Mm. Walking home with Warren to keep him company. <laughs> if you want gentleness in a man, pick a strong and a tough one. She's lonely. Um, look, maybe, uh, maybe we'd better go back and see her. What are you smiling at? Nothing. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just looking at a strong man and a very sweet one. Come on, let's go back and hold Majesty's hand. Shopping can be a bore or an interesting adventure. It depends largely on how you feel. One good way to keep yourself in the adventure frame of mind is to stop at the Coca-Cola cooler between times. You'll find Coke around the corner from anywhere ready to help you shop refreshed. Uh, howdy, Sean. Well, I see you and Mr. Warren got the Norton's new cow installed in the barn. Yep. Give Matthew quite a twinge to say goodbye to that cow. Come the parting moment, he hated to see her leave his farm. It was a right nice thing of you to walk along with him. Oh, shucks, cost nothing. Men got feelings too, son. Say, uh, did you hear tell if the Norton's are driving into city tomorrow? Well, I understand they are. I've a mind to hitch a ride with them. You got business in the big city, Jared? That I got, that I got. Sounds important. Oh, stop nosing. It is important, son. It's personal, and I aim to keep it personal. I like you, son, but I think you're a blabbermouth. I have a feeling what I tell you gets blabbed all over the country. What I got to do in the city, I wouldn't tell no living soul wouldn't. Nope. Sounds mysterious. Well, good luck to whatever it is. And I'll be in town tomorrow myself, so I may be seeing you. Now, be a pleasure, son, be a pleasure. So long now. So long, Jared. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you transcribed with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir. November 9th, 1948, Claudia on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Thank this station. Support their advertisers. Tell your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Visit our webpage, classicradio.stream. If you miss a day on this station, you don't have to miss a show. You can hear our shows there. You can find a list of places where they can be downloaded. You can find uh, uh, contact us. You can find our social media links. You can learn on building a classic radio collection of your own. And if you'd like to help us expand our collection so we can bring you a better variety of shows, buy me a coffee. That's all at Classic Radio Theater. Uh, ClassicRadio.Stream. ClassicRadio.Stream. Tell all your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.